We pray that the Word of God will come alive in your heart as you listen. I was actually teaching on this on a series a long time ago, and I had a pastor. That was listening to this, and he was getting this revelation, and he said he was seeing it. And he thought he'd just go check it out. And so he walked around to the back door. This house, and he had his son out there with a bunch of neighborhood friends. And they had been playing for like an hour or something like this. And they were doing just fine. Everything was fine. But he called him to that back door and he says, All right, you're doing good, but whatever you do, thou shalt not spit on this flower. And then he closed the door, went back in his study, and looked out the window. And he said those kids had played for an hour and nobody had even noticed that flower. But the moment he says, Thou shalt not spit on this flower. He said half of those kids went over and spit right on that flower and the other half stood there with their mouth salivating, wishing that they could spit. And on that flower. They hadn't even noticed it until a law came. Thou shalt not. And all of a sudden, something in them said, Bless God, I shall. And the Lord knew that these rules and restrictions are contrary to the way he made us to be. He knew how we would react. And he knew that when he gave a law that says, Thou shalt not, it would make those very things that he was telling us not to do, all of a sudden there would be a lust come up in us for him, and it would reveal to us that you know what? We hadn't changed. So this says that the law gave motion to sin. In verse 6 it says, but now we are delivered from the law. What part of delivered from the law do you not understand? Again, 
AGAIN, CHRISTIANS WILL SAY, OH, NO, 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 WE'VE GOT TO LIVE BY THE LAW. YOU KNOW, I'M GETTING WAY AHEAD OF MYSELF, BUT I KNOW THAT THERE'S PEOPLE THAT HAVE ALREADY GONE THERE, AND SO I JUST NEED TO ANSWER THIS. MY SAYING THAT WE HAVE NO NEED FOR THE LAW. No need for the Ten Commandments that we ought to get rid of. No, that's not what I'm saying. The law is good. Let me just use this verse. Out of Timothy over here, I believe this is First Timothy. And chapter one. It says uh, in verse 8, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. In other words, there is a right. And a wrong use of the law. The law is good if a man use it lawfully. Here's the lawful use of it, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. Who is a righteous man? Any person that's in Christ is righteous. I've dealt with that a lot during this series. Romans chapter 5, I gave you five examples there where we became sinners through Adam, but we became righteous. Through Jesus, we are now the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. So the law isn't made for a righteous man. The law is made for a person who doesn't know the Lord. And in a society, you need to have standards of right and wrong. Murder is wrong. Adultery is wrong. Homosexuality is wrong. Lying, stealing is wrong. You need to have these standards, and the Old Testament law was they perfect, absolute standard. And for people who do not have God living on the inside of them, and aren't being led and controlled by the Spirit of God, there is still a function of the law. It is for the people that don't know the Lord. And so there is still a function of the Lord. Let's go to 
LAW, BUT FOR THOSE WHO ARE IN CHRIST, IT SAYS RIGHT HERE, WE ARE DELIVERED FROM THE LAW. Na ye eri fena abali mukristo wano Bible yegamba ntitwa sumurwa mumateka delivered njogera kusumurwa the law should not be dominating us and controlling us amateka gatitegaina kubanga gigatufuga eranga gigatulungamia we are now under the law of love kubanga kati saweno tuli wansi wa weteka eliyokwagala that we love others the way that Christ has loved us. We do unto others the way that we would have them to do unto us. And if you are born again and have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, if you would just yield to the influence and the leading of the Holy Spirit, you don't need the law. James chapter 2 says this, uh, Romans chapter 13, other places. That, that love is the fulfilling of the law. Love works no ill to its neighbor, so... If we just followed love, you would not have to have a law for people who are walking in love with everyone. But for those who are outside of the covenant and haven't yet received the love of God, there is a function of the law. So back to Romans chapter 7, verse 6. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead, wherein we were held. Talking about our old sinful nature. It's dead. It's gone. It's taken out of the way. We are separated from it. And so we are not under that law anymore that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. This is the same thing he said when they said, shall we just go ahead and live in sin? God forbid. No, this, you don't just go live in sin. You still have consequences, and so therefore you live as holy as you can, but you you relate to God based on grace and faith likewise 
Is the law sin? No, the law wasn't sin if you use it rightfully. It says, Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. As it says over in Romans chapter 3, and verse 20, it says the law gave a knowledge of sin. It didn't give a knowledge of salvation. It didn't give a knowledge of forgiveness. It gave a knowledge of sin. It focused our attention on sin. And there is a purpose for that. You have to recognize that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so we have to come to that place, and the law will bring us to that place where we realize we need a Savior. And so I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. And so the law gave us a standard of right and wrong. You know, I've used this verse a lot, but there's a scripture that says they comparing themselves among themselves and measuring themselves by themselves are not wise. And I've likened it to like this before. If you could imagine just, you know, all of society being in quicksand. And we're all sinking, but it's so slowly that we are looking at each other and relative to other people. We're all sinking at the same rate, and so you can't, you don't realize what's going on. But if you were to take something like a pole or something and put it on solid ground where it wasn't sinking with you, and if you were to look at that, you could realize all of a sudden, oh man, I'm sinking. I'm going to die if I don't reverse this, stop this situation. Well, in a sense, see, that's what the law was. People were comparing themselves among themselves, and because everybody else was as messed up as they were, 
abantu begeregere nyanga bokana boka ndikati oloku bantu buli omuye na yali yayononeka eranga yoyononebwa nga buli omu wali afanana they didn't realize how bad their values were katchabanga chizibuddalo muntu okutegera ntyo wange kino che chinyuso babino bye byali ebitufu byetu ino kokola and they didn't realize how satan was destroying their life because it was the same for everybody nulucho tebayinzanga kutegera sitani ali mukubono na chenkana wakubanga bonabo nabali nga chechimu but then god comes along and puts this standard on firm ground that does not sink with them and all of a sudden you can tell relative to this standard I'm sinking. Man, I'm being sucked in. And that's what the law did. The law gave us a knowledge of sin. And showed us that regardless of what everybody else says, Regardless of whether they say in society today that homosexuality, adultery, lying, stealing, etc. is okay. Regardless of what society says, here's God's perfect standard and you recognize that, man, I'm in trouble. That was the purpose of it. Look at this in verse 8. It says, But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. The word... Concupiscence means uncontrolled or unrestrained, unbridled lust. It says here that the law wrought in me all of these things. It's like that illustration I gave earlier. That there's something inside of us that resents being told you can't do this and when it says thou shalt not. Our just flesh rises up and says, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Bless God, I shall do it. And you know what? That law made that, it activated that lust. It activated that sin. And we lust for the very thing we were commanded not to do. So it says, But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, for without the law sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died, and the commandment which was ordained to life 
I found to be unto death. Agamanti na ye chibi wechala ba omukisa mu mateka achale tamunze okwegomba okwengirizo nakubanga e wataba mateka e chibinga chifude. Nange edda nabanga mulamwe watali mateka na ye chiragiro wechaja okwonona ne kuzukira nange nemfa ne chiragire chali echokuleto bulamu echo ne chirabika jendi nga echokuleto kufa. Man there is a lot in those verses I'm just about out of time. Kankugambe wali wobinji nyo munyiri let me just say this quickly and then we'll have to continue this on our programs next week. Kameko chenjogera chino mwangu dalap ebitatuja kubiongera ne programs of fizikendo kuja maso. Again, I encourage you to get this teaching on our website or write in and get these materials. Na yera nkukubirizanti wefunile amasomo ganogo na kumitimba gano jafe kubwerele oba kubinamba yesimu egendo kuwebwa olapengeri josobolo gafuna ogadingani. But this is saying I was alive without the law once but when the commandment came sin revived and I died. Niwano mulu omwenda gamanti nange edda nabanga mulamu watali mateka anti na yechiragirwe chaji okono nene kuzukira nange nemfa. It didn't say sin came, sin was already present. Tagamanti no echibine chijja na ye echibichali wo. And again, this is not talking about individual acts of sins, but it's talking about that sin nature. We were all born separated from God. We were all born with a sin nature. But it's not imputed unto us when we're a little child. We have to reach what many people call the age of accountability to where we intentionally, knowingly violate not just mom and dad's. Restrictions are the teacher's restrictions, but we are sinning against God. We know it, and when that happens, Okubanga bebatu kugira obanga bebatu gano korebi intu obaba some sabafiku masumero jetu soma na ye tuteke duoku soko netukula netuka kuchigira ngabulichimucho no chikolo chitegira antikati nyono na erika tonda. You cross that line and from that time on sin revive, that sin nature comes alive, you are held accountable. And if... Era omanya antikati nsaza akagua nyono nye atenchimanyi norecho kati HV wechitubu chifuka HRamu mbula mubo. Era singoba wakufaka seirako. If you were to die after that, you would be separated from God unless you made Jesus your Lord. Era ngaboba wakufa oluvanyuma recho oboja kubanga oya ulibwa kukatonda ebangalio na mpozi nga okiriza kristo kubwa mlokozi wabula mugo webale kuuliza programi ya fe ya gospel truth tukiriza anti owele duwa nyo mkisa okuita mkisomese wakuno wabango ya gara tusabeko na awe oboli na hivu zocho na oboli nobu julizi kwecho katonda chako zo kuita kuprogramu eno tukubile koo kunamba za simu zino wa manga 0 bidi 0 0 satu satu 0 0 0 0 ngambie eri 0 bidi 0 0 satu satu 0 0 0 0 oba 0 musanvu musanvu munana atano mutano nkaga mutano nsanvu ngambie 0 musanvu musanvu munana atano mutano nkaga mutano nsanvu kuloku akala kwa katondo kutaliko komojoli tuogero mukisa kwa katonda Tuogere nkula akulana, ila tuogere okonye zewa, mulinyari ya mkamafe yesu, uwele duanyo omkisa.